Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. For, for this moment, we thank you, Lord, for being with us from the beginning of this service. We pray, Lord, that you continue with us teach us speak to us minister to us in jesus name amen. amen clap your hands together for the lord and you may be seated well let us minimize the movement if you are not involved in any activity let's minimize the movement as much as you can um, i want to share a very simple message a very important message with you before we go um, I want to talk to you about why faith is important. Why faith is important. Five people are excited about my topic, but that is what is on the menu, and that is what is cooked for you. This is our year of a series of victories. Hallelujah. And you are going to receive a series of victories. I say you will receive a series of victories. Amen. Victory upon victory. Amen. Amen. How many of you really believe that God can give you a series of victories? That God can give you a series of victories. God can. God can. The Bible says it is impossible with man. But with God, all things are possible. God can give you a series of victories. Amen. He can. Daniel, God can give you a series of victories. One victory after the other. Kofi, God can give you a series of victories. Do you believe that? Yes. That is what the Bible teaches us. That God can give us a series of victories. Amen. It says, with him, all things are possible. It's possible. Amen. But you see, oftentimes, we tend to believe in all other things except in God. We tend to believe a lot of other things. And it's easier for us to believe in a lot of other things besides God. It is easy for us to believe in our boss who has promised to give us a year-end bonus. He has promised and we have made plans for that because we believe that. We believe until the end of the year comes and he says, things didn't work out the way we were expecting. You see, but we put all our trust in it and we make plans for that. Amen. I'm not sure how many of you have started making plans because of the series of victories that you are going to receive this year. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? But if your boss were to promise you the beginning of the year that at the end of this year, I'm going to give you this amount of money, you would have begun making plans for that. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. You would have begun making plans for that. We tend to believe in a whole lot of things besides God. We tend to believe in the agency, the job agency, which has promised to give us a job. We tend to believe in that more than we believe in God. And we look forward to, a, to hear from them. That is our expectation. You have, you have more faith in the job agency than you have in God. Isn't that so? Yes. How do I know that? Because you look for them, you call them every day. You call on them every day to check if the job is available. You call on them every day, check your email, check your phone to see you have missed messages. You call on them every day, whereas you have not called on God, not once, the fall of the month, not once. So whom do you believe? Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? You don't call on God, but you call on job agencies. You call on people who have interviewed you among so many people. And you are believing that they will give you a job. You are believing that they will give you what will feed you. 
and not in God. Amen. Amen. Yes. You give them Christmas gifts. Christmas gifts. You, you go to your agency and give them gifts. The lady that sits in the front that costs to give their jobs, you go and give them Christmas gifts. On Christmas, God's birthday, you don't bring him gifts. But you take a gift on his birthday to a job agency. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So we tend to believe in other things more than we believe in God. We believe in a promise of a man, someone who has promised to marry you. You believe in that person's words more than you believe in God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So how can we change that? How can we change that? How can we change it such that we will tend to believe in God more? How can we be sure that God will give us series of victories? We ought to be sure of that. That God will give us series of victories. Amen. Amen. What are we supposed to do to make God give us series of victories? That is a question that we have to ask. What on our part? What can we do? Because perhaps last year you didn't experience series of victories. But this year we have declared that you are going to receive series of victories. What should you do on your part that you receive series of victories? Don't you need to know what you should do? Don't you need to know what you ought to do? The Bible says, if we believe in him, if we believe in him, if we believe in him, if we believe in the things that we have not seen, if we believe that he is, and we believe in the things that we have not seen, the Bible says we please him. And that he will give us what we are diligently looking for, such as series of victories. Amen. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So what we need to have on our part to accomplish series of victories is to have faith. That is the only thing we need to do. That is the only thing that will make God give us series of faith, series of victories. When we have faith, amen, Amen. we must please him by having faith. We must please him by believing in the things that we have not seen. Are you with me? Church, are you with me? I said we must believe, we must please God by believing in the things that we have not seen. Please give me a little volume if um, you can. Hallelujah. So our key, our key weapon to this victory is faith. To receive series of victories, the key weapon is our faith. First John chapter 5 and verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. The Bible says, For whatsoever is born of of God overcometh the world. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world. He's about to tell you what is the victory. Even our faith. He says, Our faith is that weapon that overcomes the world. It is that weapon that overcomes every challenge that we will face in this world. Our faith. So we need more of that weapon. We need more of that faith. Are we born of God? Are we born of God? Are you a born again Christian? As far as you are a born again Christian, then you have a weapon to overcome the world. Amen. Amen. So faith must be very important to us, especially this year of our series of victories. We need to know a lot about faith. Isn't that so? Yes. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and we can begin from verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 6. It says, Therefore, we are always confident. We are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. 
He said, therefore, we are always confident knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. And what is this confidence? Verse 7 gives us the reason for this confidence. Verse 7 says, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith, not by sight. That means as Christians, we walk according to faith. We are guided by faith and not by sight. Not by what we see. Amen. Amen. Are you with me? We walk by faith and not by what? Say it with me. Hallelujah. You see, everybody's life, everyone's life, consists of two parts. Everyone's life. Steve, do you understand? Everyone's life consists of two parts. This is very important, so I want you to really pay attention to understand that everybody's life consists of two parts. There is a first part, which is the things which are seen, and the things which are not seen. Everyone's life consists of the things which are seen and the things which are not seen. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal whilst we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal so we have the things which are seen and the things which are not seen whether you like it or not you are composed of things which are seen and things which are not seen. Your life is affected by things which are seen and things which are not seen. Hallelujah. Whatever happens to you consists of these two things. Amen. Now, if your life is made up of things which are seen and things which are not seen, you will agree with me that as human beings, you will never do complete analysis and decisions when you are making one. You never do a complete analysis. Do you agree with me? That if your life, if things that affect you are based on the things which are seen and the things which are not seen as the scripture is teaching us, then we never do a complete analysis as human beings. Hallelujah. Because often you analyze every situation as a human being with your understanding which is mostly consistent of or based on the things which are seen. Your understanding is mostly about the things which are seen. And so you analyze things and you make decisions, you eliminate things based on your understanding of things which you see. Amen. So you don't include the things which are not seen. Amen. When you are making decisions, you don't include the things which are not seen. And I don't blame you. I cannot blame you because that is what is available to you. What is available to you to make decisions are the things which are seen. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, that is a problem. That is a problem. What is the problem? The problem is that the things which are not seen are not irrelevant. Do you understand? The things which are not seen, they are not irrelevant in your life. To say that I don't see them, so I'm not considering them in my analysis. Your life is made up of the things which are seen and the things which are not seen. So the things which are not seen are not irrelevant. Amen. So you see, when you are making decisions, you are deciding on something and you are looking only at the things which are seen, obviously, the outcome of that is not of a complete analysis. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The outcome
outcome of that decision is not consistent of a complete analysis. So if we say, for instance, that you are receiving a promotion at a job, and we say, receive a promotion, and we say, I see a promotion coming to you, you see, most of you think it's impossible. Most of you think it's impossible because you are looking at the situation and you see this boss that is at work who never likes you and through whom all promotions are coming. He's the one that nominates people for promotion and you know that you don't get along with him. Meanwhile, you see, this is your analysis. What you are not considering, what you are not considering also is that angel boss who has been assigned to this boss to eliminate him so that you will receive your promotion that you have not included in your analysis because you are looking only at the things which are seen is somebody understanding what i'm sharing with you which the bible says is possible with god it's possible with god but you are not including that in your analysis to give you faith that this is a possibility. That this is possible. I can receive promotion irrespective of this boss who is at a job who doesn't like me. I see myself going forward. Amen. Amen. You cannot see him. And so you think we are just saying things to just tickle your ears and make you happy. Amen. So your analysis and decisions are always inadequate and incomplete. Hallelujah. Now, it is not fair when you are not also presented with all the facts. Do you see? It is not fair when you are not presented with all the facts and you make your decision based on half information. It is also not fair for you. Do you agree? It is not fair for us. It is not fair for me that I am making decisions only based on what is presented to me, what is available to me, what I can see. It is also not fair. And in order to avoid that, in order to prevent that, God said something in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. In order to avoid this unfairness of your analysis of situations and conditions, God said in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5, he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on that understanding of yours. He says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding because that is limited. Because that is only about what you can see. He says, lean out. That this, don't depend on your own understanding, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. And he says, in all thy ways, in everything that you are doing, because everything you are doing is affected by the things that are seen and the things that are not seen. So he says, in all your ways, in everything that you are doing, do not trust in your own ways, do not depend on your understanding, but acknowledge him. Acknowledge the all-knowing God, the one who sees the seen and the unseen. Acknowledge him. And he says, he will direct your path. He will direct your path. Amen. So he's leading you. He's leading you. And you come to a place where your life seems to have come to a standstill. There seems to be no forward going. And you get very frustrated. You are so frustrated, you don't know what to do. You see that there is a block where you are. There is a block and you are not moving forward. And the Lord that is leading you has come to that place and he that sees the end from the beginning, he sees an evil affair ahead of and so he's posting, he's waiting for that evil to be eliminated. But you are standing there frustrated because you cannot see afar off. You can see the evil afar off, but he sees the evil. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. Wow. And so he hangs on you for three years and you are so frustrated. You are so frustrated. 
and you don't know what to do. Another point, he comes and says, whilst you are standing here, all these three years you are waiting, thank me. He says, give me thanks. Thank me that I am blocking you and I'm not allowing you to move because all things, what I'm doing, they are all working for your good. There's a reason why I am holding you here. He says, thank me. Give me thanks. Give me thanks for bringing you here and not moving you forward because all things are working together for your good. He says, don't worry. Don't stop crying because I know the plans that I have for you. You have leaned on me. You have let me guide you. I know the plans that I have for you. He says, there are people and not of evil. I am bringing you to an expected end. Just follow me. Just follow me. Just follow me. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? He says, have faith in me. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So you see, when you are, when you are being guided, when you are being guided, when you are, they are taking you through a path. Young man, come. Come. You see, I am leading this man. You see, I am leading him. And he's trusting me. Close your eyes. And he's trusting me. He's trusting that I am leading him. Okay? And then I am taking him. And he's following me. He believes that where I'm taking him, I'm taking him to a safe place. He's trusting me. That is why his eyes are closed. That is faith. His eyes are closed, but he's believing that I am leading him to the right place. So I am bringing him and I am taking him. And then we want to go here, but then can he go here? Can he go through? So what is there? There's a block here. And he can't go through, but he can see why we have stopped. We cannot see, he cannot see why we have stopped. And I'm waiting for the path to be cleared. You see, so sometimes he feels that if we go through this way, it's a shorter path. But I said, there's a block here. So I turn him around. And then he said, why are you turning me? I said, I turn him around. And then we want to go this way. Are we able to go this way? You see, we are going, his eyes are closed, but he's following me. And if he will be patient, if he will be patient and continue to follow me and follow me, I will take him around looking for a path of safety. Looking for a path of safety. And when I see a path of safety, I just walk with him. I just walk through with him. And he's just there. He says, I want to get there. I want to get at this end. And I'm taking him there. Do you see? But if we are going and then we turn around and there's a block, he can go. He can go. So I turn him. I said, don't go this way. Come this way. He says, he will direct your path. He will direct your path. He will direct your path. He will tell you where to go. He will show you where to go. That is faith. And that we need more of that. We need more of that. Amen. We need more of that. Just trust in him. He said just trust in him. We don't have anything. What we have is his word. All we have is his word. We don't have much. We don't have anything. All we have, clear, is his word. The word of God. So you need to avail yourself to the word of God a lot. Because he says his word, it shall be a lamp to your feet. You have feet, but he will shine light on that one. You have feet to walk, but there will be lamp. It will guide you. And he says his word, it shall be a light on your path. It will brighten the path where you will walk. That is his word. That is the word of God. So he wants us to know a lot about his word. Amen. And if you have a lot of his word, he will never let you group in darkness. You will not group in darkness. Amen. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. You see, recently I, I was compelled to see a movie. And um, I think it's called Bird Box. Is that correct? Is that the thing you made me see? Bird Box. And there is a place in the movie where people's eyes are blinded. They, are, they, have, they have covered their eyes. And they are sitting in cars. And they are driving. And all their belief, all their hope is this, the GPS that is leading them. Their eyes are covered. 
You can't see outside. Because if you open your eyes, you are dead. Do you understand? And the Lord ministered to me and gave me a revelation. That if you keep your eyes closed, you are alive. The moment you open your eyes to look for your own vision, you are dead. But if you keep your eyes closed and believe in the words of the GPS that says take left, take right, don't bend here, go here, you are going. You are going to the destination. They wanted to enter. They were going to die of hunger. But as long as they will keep their eyes, that is faith. That is faith. Has somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? That is faith. That is faith. As long as your eyes are closed. Amen. So as a young man who is looking for a wife, you want to marry someone, you are choosing a wife based on the nice face. You know, sometimes it surprises me. Christian brothers, serious Christian brothers, they are getting ready to marry and they are looking for a face. They are looking for a body shape of the thing that you can see. Of the thing that you can see. You are looking for a nice shape. You are looking for a nice breast. You are looking for the things that you can see. You see? But the Bible says that our life does not consist only of these things that are seen. But there is an unseen world. There is a part of the person which are not seen. There is a part to the person which are not seen. Which will also affect your life. Your life will not only be affected by a nice face and a nice body shape and nice breast and nice buttocks. But your faith, your life will not also be affected by things that you cannot see. And the Bible says that things, listen to me because I'm preaching. I want you to listen to me. Because the Bible says the things that you can see, they are temporal. They will affect you temporarily. The things that you can see, the nice skin color, the breast that you are seeing, the nice body shape, the Bible says those things that you can see, they are temporal. They don't last. But the things which you cannot see, they are eternal. The bad behavior is eternal. You are going to inherit a disrespectful behavior for eternity. You are going to, disre- you are going to inherit a disrespectful woman in eternity. You, are, you, are, you, are, you say it's, it's eternal. The things that are unseen. The things that are inside that person that you cannot see, they are eternal. So he says, when you are looking, he says, in all your ways, including the choice of a woman, including the choice of marriage, lean on me. And I will guide you. I will guide you. I will guide you. Are you understanding the word of God? Yeah. He says, I will guide you. You will inherit no sex eternally. Because those things, those things, you can't see now. They are eternal. Disrespectfulness, eternal. You can't see. Wickedness, eternal. And the Bible says, those things, we don't see. You can't see that. It's not in a face. It's not in a shape. It's not in a skin color. It's not in nails. And it's not in eyebrows. It's not in the, it's not in the hair. It's not in the makeup. There are things that are not seen. And those things, they affect you also. Those things that you cannot see. You don't like my message. That is on a menu for you. Amen. Are you understanding the word of God? Yeah. So a young woman, you are choosing a husband. You want to marry. You are ready for marriage. And you see this one, he says, oh, he has six packs. He's six two. And he has a V shape. 
broad chested. And he knows how to dress up. He, he, he dresses well. You can see that this is a man. That is how you are being guided. He says, he has a nice job. He says, he speaks well. He, he's, he, 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 he says, it's nice to take him outside. It's nice to take him out. It's nice to take him out. It's nice to hear his words. He says nice things. I see that he does not. I see that he does nice things. He, 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 the way he speaks to me. He says, there are things that you can see. There are things that are seen. There are things that are seen. So you, are, you, are, you, 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 you realize this is the person that you want. And besides all the attractive things you are doing, you have done a lot of attractive things. Passing around him, showing him, walking in a certain way around him. You don't like my message, John. It's you. They don't, they don't like me preaching. You see? And then you have done everything. Change the makeup, change the hair color, change the dressing. Change the lipstick. Some of you, I think, in church, you can do two types of lipstick in one day. You came with a red, and then when we finish Blue Shepherd's meeting, you are blue. You, you've done everything, and this guy is still not proposing. He's not saying anything. And this is the one that you like. But you will realize, because you are a Christian, and you are praying about your marriage, you see that there is one that is always coming and proposing. He says, sister, if you will agree, I'll marry you. If only you agree, I'm going to reverend. I'm going to tell you. He says, oh, it's not this one. You see, and, but this is the one that you want. But God knows more to him than you can see. So God says, I'm directing your path. You see, he says, if you go here, it's not a path. I am directing your path. This is the brother. And the brother keeps coming. He said, this brother, the way he scales legs. You know, the way he walks. You know, when he's eating, he opens his mouth. When he's talking, sometimes some saliva comes out. You know, this brother doesn't dress well. You know? He has not finished school. He can't pay his rent. This one, he doesn't have his papers. You know? And the Lord keeps bringing him. Keeps bringing him. The same person, and he says, Sister, if you will agree today, we are going to reverend. But the other one is not looking. You don't know that God is moving him away from you, God is directing him away from you because God sees more to him than this one, more to him than what you are seeing. God sees more to him. There is more about him that you cannot see. And the Bible says, the things that you cannot see, they are eternal. They have more serious consequences. He's a wife beater, but you can't see. Do you see a wife beater around here? Can we see a wife beater? There are things which we cannot see. You see, you, he takes you to this restaurant and he's buying you, but he's cheap very cheap by nature he insults he insults a woman he can insult actually painful you can say painfulness do you understand what I'm saying with you and so God says that there's more to him than you can see there is more to him than his salary there is more to him than his body shape there is more to him than dressing well there is more to him than his tie there is more to him than his career understand but you are looking at today he can't pay his rent so this is not the one there's more to him amen God loves you do you understand God loves you and so when this when, when 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 you are making decisions based only on the things that are seen it's not always an 
a complete analysis of any situation. You see, it's like applying for credit cards. You see, the reason why many people run into problems with credit cards is because you sign a contract based on half information. Do you understand? You sign a contract based on half information. And any time you sign anything, any time you make any decision based on half information, the outcome is not good. So you are signing on a credit card and the information that they are giving you is no payment for the next 12 months. And it's boldly written. It's in front of the paper that they sent to you. Zero percent. Fixed interest. And it's zero. And he said, you can own this by not paying anything. For the next six months, you own it. It's, you don't have to pay. Nothing should come from your paycheck. Boldly written in front of it. That you can see. But there is something at the back of the same paper. There are certain things written at the back of the same paper. That you cannot see. Never intended for you to see. And sometimes the, the, the prints are so small that even with my glasses I cannot see and not only are the prints small they have some special type of ink that they use to write so light and it's not intended for you to understand and those things that you cannot see they are eternal those things that you cannot see they are going to put you in perpetual death they are going to put you in perpetual death poverty. They are going to make you poor. He said, the thing that you can see, they are temporary. They are 12 months and they are past. Six months and they are past. No payment for 12 months. But the things that are behind that you cannot see, they are eternal. They affect your life. Amen. They affect your life. So the Bible says, lean not on your own understanding. Because your understanding is limited. Limited. Hallelujah. I say your understanding is what? It's limited. That is what killed Saul. That is what destroyed Saul. I want us to read that scripture and then we can close. Genesis chapter 13. Genesis chapter 13. Are you understanding my message this afternoon? Genesis chapter 13. Verse 7. Genesis 13 and verse 7. It says, And there was a strife between the headman of Abraham's cattle and the headman of Lot's cattle. So this is Abraham. When God called him, he took his nephew, favorite nephew with him. He took Lot with him. And the Bible says Lot, Lot increased in goods. Abraham, of course, had been blessed and he had also increased in goods. And now there was a conflict between Lot's workers or his servants and Abraham's servants as to where to feed your cattle and where we are feeding. So there was a competition on the land. So there was strife means there was like they were crashing. They were forces. They were fighting each other. He said there, were, there was a strife between the headmen or the shepherds, the ones that were watching over Abraham's cattle and the headsmen of Lot's cattle. Let's read it. Uh, it's fine. It's okay. Let's read it. Done. And, uh, and there was a strife, and the Canaanites and the Perizzites dwelt then in the land. So it was not just them. There were so many others also there. So they were also limited with what land was available to them. And Abraham said unto Lot, Let there be no strife, I pray thee, between me and thee, and between my headsmen and thy headsmen. For we be brethren. We are brothers. Let us not fight one another. Let not our servants fight. It's not the whole land before thee. This is Abraham telling Lot. Don't you see the whole land before you? Can't you see the whole land? Separate yourself. I pray thee from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou wilt depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. For me, it doesn't matter. If you take the left, I'll go to the right. If you take the right, I'll go to the left. It doesn't matter to me. This is Abraham, a man of faith. A man of faith. And Lot lifted up his eyes. And he saw nice skin color. 
He saw nice body shape. He saw beautiful women. He saw nice people. The Bible said, and Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld, he beheld, that means he saw all the plain of Jordan and it was well watered. Let's read the next version, the NLT or some other simple version like that. If you do have one. He says, let, let Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flock and servants and parted company with his uncle Abraham. You see, the previous verse, the reason why Lot chose this, if you go to the previous verse, it says, Lot took a look at the fertile plains of Jordan Valley. He took a look what he could see. He took a look at the fertile place of Jordan Valley in the direction of Zohar. The whole area was well watered everywhere. Green, nice grass, beautiful. Like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And then it says, and the Lord chose for himself that area. The whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and his servants and parted company, separated from Abraham. Then, so Abraham settled in the land, settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot moved his tent to a place near Sodom and settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked. And extremely sin, constantly sin against the Lord. This Lot did not see. This was what was going to affect Lot eternally. But he could not see. What he could see was a plain field, beautiful land, green, all grass. He says the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sin against the Lord. After Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, because Abraham, he said to himself, like the songwriter said in Psalms, he says, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Though thou took heaven and earth, he shed you will never suffer that food. You see, so he's moving you. He will never suffer your food to block things. He says, you are living on me. You are looking up to me. He said, I will never suffer your food to bend on this thing. I will never take you to a place where you will get hurt. If you are living on he said, what did he say? He said, you will never suffer thy food, thy food to be moved. God will keep as you are sleeping keep on singing for me as you are sleeping he said he will not sleep you can sleep follow me Lord is the keeper the Lord is thy shame upon thy right hand upon thy right hand the sun. The sun shall not smite thee. If I'm leading you, the moon shall not be light by thee. By night, he shall preserve thy soul. Come on! Even forevermore. My heart. Where does it come from? My You allow me to lead you. If only you allow me to guide you. All of your help, they will come from me. 
I will never let your feet be moved. I will never let your foot hit them. Obstructions. If only you will lean on me. So Abraham, he lifted up his eyes. And he looked to the Lord. And then the Lord came. And then he said, go back to verse 14. He says, and after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abraham, look as far as you can see. Listen, I'm talking about faith. Why faith is important. He says, look as far as you can see. How do you do this? You see the word of God? He said, look as far as you can see. In every direction. In every direction. North and south and east and west. Where did Lord go? Where did Lord go? East. So everywhere, everywhere, God was given to Abraham. Everywhere. Everywhere. Because he lifted up his eyes. He lifted up his eyes. He was giving him the east. Where Lot went. He was giving him the south. He was giving him the north. He was giving him the west. Everywhere he was giving him. And you will see that where Lot chose, because he leaned on his own understanding and what he could see, it did not last. But today, Abraham is eternal. What Abraham chose is eternal. That was the last time we heard about Lot. That was the last time. We are going to trust in the Lord. Amen. I say we are going to trust in the Lord. Amen. We will not lean on our own understanding. Amen. That is why we walk by faith and not by sight. That is why we need to walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Every one of us must learn to walk by faith. Amen. We must exercise faith in our activities. It's, you have to take risk upon the Lord. And say, if you take left, I'll go right. If you take right, I'll go left. If you are sharing things with people, let them choose. And you lean on the Lord. Don't fight them. Lean on the Lord. And you say, where the Lord takes me, that is where I'm going. And lean on the Lord. I see God giving you a series of victories. A series of victories. On every side. A series of victories. On every side. On your financial side. On your health side. The Lord is giving you a series of victories. Receive a series of victories. Receive a series of victories. May you increase in faith as you walk with the Lord. In the name of Jesus. The Lord will contend for you. The Lord will fight your enemies. The Lord will make decisions for you. He said he will guide you. He will lead you. He will direct your path. He will never suffer your foot to be moved. He says lean on my word. For my word shall be a lamp on your feet. And it shall be a light in your path. In the name of Jesus. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And stand to your feet. As you bring the service to a close. Stand to your feet. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. Oh Jesus. We are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you Jesus. Oh what a God we serve. What a God we serve. What a God we serve. Oh, Yahweh, we look to you. Father, we always will look to you, Yahweh. We always will lift up our eyes onto the hills. For we know indeed that is where our help comes from. You say we should not lean on our own understanding. But in all our ways, oh Jesus, we will acknowledge you in every decision. We will acknowledge you for our life does not consist only of what we can see. But there are things that we cannot see which equally affect us. Father, we are thankful for your word. We thank you, Lord, for redirecting us to follow you. To follow you, O God. With all our seal, to follow you with all our strength. For we will keep our eyes closed. And we will follow you. For as long as our eyes are closed, we shall live. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We give you praise. In the name of Jesus. Come Glory and honor to you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. Now, with all eyes closed, every head bow. The unknowing Jesus is welcoming you. He says, I want to lead you, I want to guide you, I want you to follow me. 
I want you to take me as your guide. He says, if there's anyone here this afternoon, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that is your prayer this afternoon, you are here. Don't leave this place without receiving Jesus. You should answer the question, if I die today, if I die tomorrow, if I die, where am I going? But Jesus is making a way for you. You can make salvation sure by receiving Jesus Christ today. If you are here and this is your prayer, you want to receive Jesus as your Savior, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. If there's anyone here like that, lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. You're saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Savior. I want to welcome Jesus Christ into my life. Do not leave this place without receiving Christ. You hear a voice. A small voice saying, today is your chance. Today is your day. Give your life to Jesus. That is the voice. That is the voice that is calling you. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone? Anyone? Father, we are thankful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have called us to be a part of this great kingdom we thank you lord that you have given us of your holy spirit to lead us to guide us we are thankful lord in jesus name amen, amen. clap your hands together for jesus and you we believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message we invite you to join us on sunday afternoons for our dual of heaven service and tuesday evenings for our word power service for more messages by Reverend Bright and Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.